Hey everybody, welcome to Extra Squad Goals, the Extra Squadcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Tarantino. And on this episode, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 17, Under the Skin, starring Scarlett Johansson. Under the Skin. <laughs> we got the Noretti clones and you're ready, Under the Skin. Um, it's an episode by the Edens Brothers. We got that Eminem, Mark and Matthew Edens tag team in this. Yeah. So, <laughs> we... <laughs> This, yeah, God, this is this is this is speak a, your truth, Chris. Speak this is a this is a a crazy episode. Um, basically, we'll give the elevator pitch of this one. Remember Alice Nareddy who got like killed in episode like eleven or something? Yeah. Um, she's back and she's a Neo Sapien. Uh, what'd you guys think of this one? Uh, it's really dark. Uh, I really I really like this one a lot. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I I love this episode. It has one of my biggest like what the fuck moments uh in the whole show to me. Um yeah, god, let's get it. Go on. <laughs> well, I I will I'll I'll get to it when I get to it cuz it's very near the end. Okay. So I don't, well, don't want to jump the shark too quick, but like, you know, cuz we we've already done that. Um but yeah, it's like the general setup's not like insane, you know? It's basically uh Phaeton and Lydia? That's her name, right? Olivia? Yeah, yeah. L- L- Livia, I think. <laughs> the tattooed lady. She, they're, like, they're like... If she looks, Terran, is she truly a Neo-Sapien? She is a Neo-Sapien under the skin and loyal to me. They've cloned Alice already, and they're going to implant her... Or, implant her. They're going to get her back with her old squad and make her assassinate Admiral Winfield in a Manchurian candidate plot. Um, except there's no trigger. She's just like, will know to do it when she needs to do it, which is crazy. Um, so they plant her with like a, like, I guess, shipment of prisoners that the resistance is going to liberate. Uh, she gets freed, immediately says, I'm an extra trooper. I need to get back to the fleet. Meanwhile, on Venus, uh, there's like a mop up operation going and fucking able squad and like the jump troops are just murdering neo sapien like survivors um they're trying to save him they key in on this one like neo heavy pilot who looks super sad that his buddies are getting killed um everyone in his squad gets killed he tries to make a run for it and colleen o'reilly just like runs him down hold your fire we'll take him alive i need some med techs over here we've got a live one Nice shot, Lieutenant. You didn't think I'd shoot him in the back, did you? You're tough. They they explicitly say they, their orders are not to kill the Osapiens. So. Exactly. So yeah, they're they're trying to take as many prisoners as they can, but but a weird thing happens in in that forest on Venus. A fire breaks out. A fire between Colleen O'Reilly and J.T. Marsh. They're like, like fucking burning holes through his E-frame. Like with the smoldering heat of their stairs. Like, what do you think of this like newfound kind of love affair going on? Uh, it gets pretty scandalous pretty fast, cause uh, like the O'Reilly thing is like feels very natural, but then Nareddy comes back and like love triangle. Yeah. Oh yeah, we get. What do you think about what? Okay, what do you think of JT Marsh's like seduction move where Colleen O'Reilly's like besides jump troops just don't like E-frame jockeys have you ever been inside an E-frame I've got to fly a night recon why don't you uh tag along I mean that is if 
Marsala here will let us use his two-seater. It seems a little too easy to let, to let somebody borrow your E-frame. Like, it's like a weapon of, like, mass destruction. It's like, hey, you want to take it for a spin? Like, yeah, in a war zone. Yeah, yeah, they're they're in an active combat zone on patrol. It's like, yo, you want to come, come see what it's like in an E-frame? Like, yeah, but my favorite moment of the episode is when uh, when JT lands after taking O'Reilly on the on the trip, and she's like, "You love it, don't you? The flying." Um, I, I guess you could say that's why I joined the Exo Fleet. And it's like JT Marsh's like big motivation is that freedom of flying. Oh, and so he lands, and he's like literally about to like make out with O'Reilly, and O'Reilly's like, "Trooper Alice Nareddy reporting for duty, sir. What's the matter, JT? You look like you've just seen a ghost." If, if there's a way to show someone's boner dying in a cartoon, this is it. And that boner dies so hard. There's this terrible moment. <laughs> I thought this was like this was a little bit too real. Um, well, there's there's sort of this part aspect of it that doesn't make sense, unfortunately, which is like she's I think she tells him that that I tell the troopers in my squad personal relationships in a command can interfere with the soldiers concentration even cost lives. He's like, hey, I'm not in your squad. And then Noretti shows up and Marsh Marsh's reaction to it is pretty measured. Like he's like he's like, oh, that's super weird. Yeah. Is she fit to fly? Okay, she's part of the squad. He's not like, oh my God, you're alive. He doesn't like go to her and kiss her. Right. It's probably a little bit too much for this show. And I think anytime the show deals with the relationships, I'm very happy because it very rarely does. So anytime we get the hint of it, it's like crazy, you know? Oh no! Yeah, but then, but, like, but then, but then, like Naredi comes in and is like, "Hey, JT, I want to go over the plans with you." And then uh, Colleen O'Reilly is like, "Like, well, I thought you didn't approve of relationships under, you know, in the squad." And she like storms out, and there's this close up of her. She's walking away, and I was like, "Damn, he didn't do anything, man. He he's been totally professional, and he's he's like in trouble with a new girlfriend already." JT, when JT does anything, he does it hard, and like. If he's going to be sh- the shits in a relationship, he's going to go right off the bat and just, like, get in trouble. Like, But it's just, like, uh, it's like the nice guy who, like, broke up with the girl, dating, dates the new girl, and the old girl shows up, and it's like, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> I didn't yeah. ask you to show back up. <laughs> Don't <laughs> stop it. Stop ruining my life. It, it's, it's like the guy who's playing the piano on, like, a college green until this girl declares his love for him, and he won't stop, and it's like... I'm pr- I'm pretty sure there's an issue of consent there, buddy. Like, I I, th- I think there's harassment there. There's um, some aspect like you know when you're like over someone and someone's like, are you over them? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, they're like, no, you're not. And you're like, no, I I I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why you asked. Like he seems he seems not at all broken up by it. So I was. Yeah, no. Except commercial break. They come back and he's having a nightmare about Naredi's quote unquote death. It's, it's some of that fake news. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. DeLeon wakes up and he's like... Nightmare? Yeah, I had one too. It was about Noretti. Do they share dreams? Is this where we're at? You know what? The, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the, the saddest thing in this episode. The, the, I think this this simply this, the saddest, most heartbreaking thing was said in this episode of, of in all the episodes. You know what line I'm thinking about? I don't know what the line is exactly, but it's that there haven't been any dogs on Venus since since the Neo Sapiens took over and there was a famine. Somebody told me the resistance is tracking them with dogs. Yeah, well, there aren't any dogs on Venus anymore. 
Not since the big famine after the Neos took over. But then Bronski shows up with a little puppy that hates Noretti. Yeah, I don't know where the puppy came from. I think that Bronski's going to eat the puppy. In Probably. The end. He's going to fatten it up with Noretti's food because Noretti doesn't eat. And then he's going to be like, hey, guys, want a hot dog? And it's like, that's not funny, Bronski. Where's the puppy? And he's just going to start crying and be like, I couldn't help myself. I was hungry. I had to walk 20 feet. I ate the puppy. But so <laughs> just just leaving me leaving me out to dry on that one. <laughs> you got to save yourself. So sometimes you got to learn to save yourself. That seems like a lesson from this episode. Um, so, okay, this starts like a series of clues that something's up with Noretti where like she's like, I can't remember being in a, in a uh, concentration camp. It's like I was never there. And then she doesn't sleep. Dogs don't like her. She doesn't eat. Um, so, oh, we actually have Ryan. You mentioned this moment early on in our show where Noretti comes in and she's like, I guess I was anxious to get back to the squad and start fighting the sapes again. We don't use that word, Alice. They're neo-sapiens. Neos if you're in a hurry. Yeah, they're very specific about it, which I think is cool. Very progressive. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like the importance of language and like there's there's a little bit of the of there's a little bit of the Terrans taking responsibility for the war too, right? Like that like that like their attitudes towards neo-sapiens were part of this. Like yeah, right. Well, it's not. It's a war against Phaeton. It's not a war against Neo Sapiens. Yeah. yeah, and that's what JT says to her. It's like, look, Marsala is your friend, a Neo Sapien, the enemy. No, Phaeton is the enemy. Neos are just people who look different. I used to hate the enemy, but not now. How do you fight without hate? You do your duty, whatever it takes to get this war over with. They're not like, they're not good. They're not bad. They're just people. And like Phaeton is a bad, bad dude. For lack of a better term. But um, we get a wonderful scene where Noretti and JT, and you know, JT sort of let on that Noretti, they're not explicit that they were romantic, but he lets on that Noretti represents everything that he worries about since he's the only trooper he's ever lost. Uh, she's the only trooper he's ever lost. Uh, but there's like a scene where he like puts his hand on her shoulder or something. Then O'Reilly walks in and there was no shade for anyone else because O'Reilly threw it all at JT. It's so good. He's She's like, I guess you don't disapprove of personal relationships as much as you thought. Hey, it's not what you think. But she she's the one that didn't approve of it. Yeah, that's my that's my argument. Um, yeah. And then she gets mad at him and storms out. I mean, I get where she's coming from because she's like the lover scorned, I guess. But it's like a weird setup, you know, and it's a big scene in the show. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I wish I almost wish it was. A, I mean, I do wish it was a live action show, or or yeah. or you know, because I feel like that's such it's such a good idea and such a good moment, right? Like that that there's this lo- sort of odd love triangle between these people. Um, you know, yeah, I, it, I, I like it a lot. And I like, I like that this sort of behaving a little bit like you might imagine people to behave, even if it's a little petulant and um, emotional and you don't necessarily expect these warriors to be that way. But I like the well, idea yeah. of it. Well, and also like it leads to in the next scene, you have a nice payoff where, you know, JT's like, you need to get checked by, 
the meds to uh or the medics to get like cleared to fly and they're going out on a patrol and he's like ah you know what whatever so o'reilly's thing was that personal relationships cloud your judgment and jt who's like always been cool as a cucumber is just like a bumbling fool this whole episode like there's a part where he's gonna do his uh his cool it's like you know like kaz you're flying air support with the jump troops and the rest of you uh the rest of you follow me he's like thrown off by her presence like did you guys think it was like a little over the top or do you think everyone was like a little too cool with like Naredi just showing up and being there like because she's a bit of a bit of a pariah yeah she comes across as suspicious immediately like very as, as everything about her is shady and everyone's like we're just glad you're back and ready yeah exactly and she's just like she's do, she's doing the thing where it's just like you know I want to get back in the frame. You know, don't be suspicious of me. I don't want to kill the Admiral. It's like, just go see the doctor and get checked out, dude. Like, it's okay. Yeah. So, it's like, hey, we're it's the like, Admiral. I don't want to kill him or anything, but... <laughs> but it's like, it's like a weird, like, thing in a way. Like, I don't know what their understanding of, like, cloning is in this world, but if, you know, somebody shows back up, you're kind of like, oh, how else could they be here if they if not for it being really them you know well, well exactly and like there's also the thing too where uh, but if there's a shit ton of clones then yeah they might be really pissed off at it yeah well i mean there's you know there's a part where Mar- she's like so basically winfield's like i want to see what the war looks like from the ground because i forget because i'm old and i was really hoping he'd have like a custom frame but he's just on foot but um oh his frame would have been awesome I know. I was really hoping he'd have his like old frame. He's like, I dug it out of storage, um, but now it has a solar flare. Um, but there's a scene where, like, Deleon's like, Winfield's coming down, and she's like, Winfield is coming here. Is that important? No, it's just it'll be good to see him again. Yeah. What 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 was her plan? Like, yeah. Well, well, that's what's kind of like great about this episode is that she totally doesn't have a plan. So basically. They clear out a couple, you know, another pocket of resistance, which totally reminded me of like the uh, early E-frames breaking up the rebellion scene, like almost uncannily, you know, with the uh. with these guys. Bronski uses his cluster bomb on basically like civilians at this point, almost. Uh, yeah, he's just fucking again a little too comfortable with the atrocities there, Bronski. Just get it done. Just get it done, Bronski. <laughs> Go, you got to go to the places I can't go. <laughs> In five years, no one will ask how it was done. They'll just know that it was done. <laughs> the Patriots. <laughs> that's why he's the. That's why he's been like in the exo fleet the longest. It's like, Brossi does the things we can't do. <laughs> yeah, no one can do what he does. Like, I'm on that wall. Yeah, you need me on that E-frame wall. <laughs> Him and DeLeon, man, fucking... I want to see that spinoff where they're just, like, doing unspeakably horrible things. Yeah. The, like, uh, gritty Mar- the gritty Netflix version of this. <laughs> Evil Squad. Yeah, God. That'd be kind of amazing. Um, so, bas- so basically, they clear out the resistance. They're just going to... Winfield's going to do a walkthrough, and... Uh, Marsala, Marsala jumps back in his frame because he's like, he's got to adjust the seat and the mirrors and everything. And it's just a pain in the ass when someone rides your frame. And he's like, uh, frame up and reconfigure. And the frame doesn't need to reconfigure. And he goes to JT and he's like, 
And I love the scene because JT's like, I love the desert. You can see forever. And he just goes, Alice Noretti is a Neo Sapien. What? <laughs> fucking no sugarcoating. No. No conversation, just says it outright. And JT's like really taken aback. And it turns out, you know, he lists all the things dogs hater, no food, no sleep. And the E frame just worked for her. So with this revelation happening, uh, Noretti jumps back into the heavy E-frame and tries to take out Winfield, but she has like a brain meltdown because she doesn't know if she's Noretti or a Neo-Sapien, but she hates Neo-Sapiens, but she she has to kill the Admiral because she was ordered, but what's going on? And then eventually she just drops the Admiral and just like tries to book it. And she like fucks up Maggie's frame, uh, goes, you know, blows past some people, messes up Deleon's frame. JT like goes like chases her in hot pursuit. And then on the outside, it's a couple of jump troops, but it's Colleen O'Reilly just fucking shoots the heavy E-frame right in the face. It bursts into flames and crashes into a wall. And the episode ends with JT being like, oh, God, not again. And looking at Reddy's picture. To me, this is that fucked up moment I talked about before. This is it. Um, I thought this was super fucked up. Like, the fact that usually you get, like, you know, there's, like, oh, stand down, you know, we can save you or something like that. And maybe she has a meltdown and then O'Reilly shoots her, like, person to person. But here it was literally just, like, she's flying. The thing gets shot, like, explodes. So she's, like, on fire, probably in horrible pain, slams into a wall, burning wreck. They didn't even, like, check for a body. And she's, she's, like, ready to, like, convert and defect, too. And they just kill her. Yeah. It's like, but they don't know that she's like having this conversation by herself, right? Yeah, it it's just like it's such a hard moment, you know. Like especially for like, you know, uh, we haven't seen it in a long time for for like a children's show more or less. Like, you know, and the way it's animated too is just like she's going a thousand miles an hour on fire, and then just like it's not like a big explosion crash. It's kind of like, like if you ever seen a car crash, it's like that, you know. It's just a little too realistic. But there's like a, there's like, I'm just like watching it. There's like a haunting image of JT looking over the the fire with O'Reilly. He like just gets back in his frame and just like leaves, you know, doesn't say anything, like takes out the action card, the playing card again. He's (laughs) like, I've lost two troopers. What were their names? Oh, it was both Alice and twice. (laughs) So it's it's technically a two, but yeah, one. The third and is free at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought that was like super fucked up, right? It's, it's really dark. It's heartbreaking. It's it's like so intentional and interesting that she's the one that shoots her. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's like he's my man. I don't think it has anything to do with the sexual. <laughs> That's the sex, my man. The sexual <laughs> like, politics of it, but it's like you know he probably couldn't do it because he couldn't see the truth of it. You know what I mean? It had to be had to be her given the structure of the episode that like he, he wouldn't have been able to do it. And, well, you know, and, and you're right. It is morally complicated because she's, she's like having that T 1000 moment where she's like figuring out which character she is, but, yeah, but we don't ever get access to that. Like there's no way O'Reilly or JT Marsh would know that. Well, you know, and, and she asked JT earlier in the episode, like what is love? How do you fight an enemy you don't hate? You know? Yeah. And he's like, you just do your duty. And um, 
in this, he couldn't do his duty, you know, and O'Reilly could. And it's sort of like, oh, it's a weird moment of crisis for JT Marsh. And it's fucking hard, man. Like, damn. Yeah. Like, it really got I, to you, didn't it? Well, I, I didn't expect it to be like that brutal, you know, like. Because I was like, I was looking, I was watching this and I was like, oh, well, this is going to be the part where, you know, like there's going to be the scene where the, you know, the frame's disabled. She gets out and she's like, I don't know what to do. I can't. I just don't know. And then she raises the gun at Winfield and then O'Reilly shoots her, you know, like an action that makes you think like, you know, this is you know, if we don't do this thing right now, she's going to kill the admiral. Right. But this is more or less she's trying to get away. She doesn't even know. She's just like running wild, you know, on instinct at this point. And she just totally gets killed. But it's it's interesting to compare this death with like Draconis being dragged off, which is such like a classic, you know, and cliche animation thing where you don't. We were talking about last episode where you don't actually see the person get killed. This yeah. one you you see you like you see it. It's right there, and it's like a character we know, and it's someone we've you know gotten to see a little bit anyway. Yeah, and that's mattered. Even a couple of episodes ago with JT looking out, you know, before the uh, behind the shield, you know, he's like looking out over the Venusian sunrise, you know, and of course, Nera shows up. But like, you know, he has that picture and this is like the most important person to him in like basically the show. It's all his failings, everything he fights for. And there she is in a pile of, if, you know, if you didn't see her like burning corpse when you were descending from that asteroid, here it is for you, JT. Have fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but on that charming note, who's your MVP? MVP. Oh, man. I don't... <laughs> I guess to say Nor- uh, O'Reilly for shooting <laughs> what's your face would be the wrong choice. Um... That means it's it's accurate, you know, just like Noretti shooting a, a confused, terrified woman. Um, uh, I'm gonna give it to Bronsky's puppy. <laughs> that was my second choice. Damn, man, I was gonna give it to Bronsky for finding a puppy on a planet with no dogs. Yeah, give it to the puppy. Yeah, yeah. that puppy, that puppy gets it. All three, all three to the puppy. I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure the puppy's gonna show up later. Yeah, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be the big dog. He's in the XSY expanded universe. Yeah, he's gonna be like uh, with the Jump Troopers like spinoff show. He's like Robo Dog. He's like lost a leg for some reason. Bronski got hungry and he's got like a robotic dog that lets him like or robotic dog robotic leg that lets him jump like thirty feet or something. I'm so in. I'm all in. And he's also a missile. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So, geez, God, uh, we got any plugs? Um, continue to go to etsy.com slash two loopy ladies search for two loopy ladies buy crocheted items for the winter hats, scarves, and toys um, and that's all I'm just going to leave it one today two loopy ladies damn good on you man you got anything Ryan? Uh, Necropolis by Chris Ferentino <laughs> oh hey and two five films for all your wedding uh, videography <laughs> needs I'm on the internet I'm out there yeah dude, dude's got a footprint um, also go to patreon.com slash goals and you can be a supporter for as little as $2 or as much as $7,000 if you want or $7, $8. Your choice. And you can maybe choose a topic, an episode topic. Um, we're going to come up with the, one of those uh, in uh, sometime soon. So we'll talk to you soon about that. Uh, you guys got any recommendations?
Oh, tough, <laughs> tough one. I'll, I'll I'll give mine to give you guys a little time. To I finished Harry Potter. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all of them, huh? Yes. <laughs> the part um, where the girl gets shot where... was very sad. <laughs> Oh, the part where it turns out Dobby's a sex criminal. I didn't see that coming. Wait, who's Dobby? You'll, You'll see. see. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, the sex criminal. I'm um, outed. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm just going to give mine, uh, BoJack Horseman season four. Really good. Don't watch it in one sitting like uh, me and my wife did because you'll be emotionally devastated. Um, wow. It's a really hard watch. But it's really funny, too. So, you know check it out probably watch the other seasons first um, okay you guys got anything i don't think i have anything new unfortunately not since last week it's been a week i know a whole week i know it's it's been a slow slow week an entire week um frisky dingo uh the precursor to archer the superhero version is really funny oh and oh, yeah. the amazon tick show is really good too Oh, nice. Um, I watched that. I sort of randomly watched the first episode of Scandal. Oh, what'd you think? Um, other than the fact that it didn't make any sense, uh, I thought it was fun. Yeah, my my wife described it as like an amazing garbage show. Like you kind of know everything that's going to happen, but it's like comfort food. It's just like have you have you seen it? I've seen a couple of episodes, kind of over her shoulder, like kind of like how I've watched All American Horror Story, um, just in the background. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like watching I, some of this person I've been writing for on and off, like sent me this Shonda Rhimes masterclass thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so she shot with the scandal pilot. So I was like, I should watch the scandal pilot. And I was watching it and there's like this, this one part where like they discovered the security tape of this guy and it's his alibi and he doesn't want them to use it because it shows that the, the guy's gay on the security yeah. tape. And he's like, I'm not gay. I'm an American. Don't show the security tape. But the security tape is just from a publicly accessible camera. Like, <laughs> like the police would have found it in the work in their work anyway, but it's like, they were the only ones that could find it and like had, you know what I mean? It was like, they were the only ones who could prove the alibi, but it was like, it was, it was like, you didn't do anything. Like you just, <laughs> you just went and got the tape that the police would have gotten. There's, you ever watch Billy on the street? Oh yeah, Billy Eichner. Yeah, yeah. So there's an episode. I forget what season it's from. Where he, uh, oh, what's your fucking name? Uh, uh, Strangers with Candy. Amy Sedaris, I think it might be. Um, he makes her run through an opposite a Shondaland a Shondaland obstacle course, and it's all Shonda like themed things like <laughs> you know uh, she has to make it through a, a crowd of white people but patting themselves on the back about embracing a African-American character, um, the gay sex orgy, like, you know, Grey's Anatomy, breaking through the glass ceiling. It's all these, like, really great things, but it's it's really well done. Um, God, yeah. You got anything, Ryan? Uh, the tick? Keep watching Carnival. Still good. Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually just asked Ryan, didn't I? Oh, man. It's late here at Exo Squad Goals. We stay up all night bringing you the episodes you love. Yeah, it's sleepy time in Venus. Um, yeah, guys, this is—I I gotta say—this is one of my favorite episodes of the series so far. It's yeah, it was 
it was tough. It was a good one. It was really, you know, really tough. Yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. It's like, you know, you know, it's going to be a big one when both, when both the Edens is, are out in force. So, and it was, it delivered, I think. So, but I would like to thank, in that case, Eric Calderon for our intro and outro music. His stuff can be found on YouTube, the World Wide Web, um, Radio Signals in Space, uh, at 331-E-Rock. His stuff is really good. You should check it out. He does covers and all sorts of cool guitar shreddy stuff. Uh, we, <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at XSquadGoals. You can email us at XSquadGoals at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Send us, Drop us a line. Um, we come up with a new episode every Saturday thereabouts. Uh, the next one will be episode... Season 2, episode 18, which I'm totally blanking on the name of right now, but it is there and it exists. It's probably uh, about Neo Sapiens. Ultimatum. Ultimatum. That one. Ultimatum. Chris with the assist. Yeah, that's right. Um, regular Wayne Gretzky to Yari Curry. Uh, so we'll have that soon. We're going to try to get a an off-topic episode sometime sooner than later. Which we'll <laughs> Just st- stay to the end of the episode. That's all. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll get off-topic. Oh, yeah, all the time. You know, we're going to... Uh, do you guys want to hear what the uh, what our Patreon supporter, the first one, has decreed that we should watch some of and talk about? For sure. The, it is the Pirates of Dark Water. Oh, hell yeah. You ever see that, Chris? I've not seen it. It's... I'm going to try to find the... Uh, it started as a miniseries, and I remember watching... I stayed up not stayed up it was on at like a human time but it was like a week-long event on like fox mm-hmm. um it's really cool it's like basically a picture water world but except they're like black puddles that if you fall into them you're just dead there's no escaping them and our main i guess the main protagonist is like kind of the chosen one in a lot of ways but he's fighting this like big gross pirate and his crew and it's like it's pretty cool um and it's like so- also there's like laser pistols and stuff like there's like there's like some sci-fi elements to it too. Yeah, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic like pirate show with like a sentient goo that just eats stuff. So it's it's kind of great. Um, so we're gonna like maybe watch. I'm deb- we'll probably if, depending on what I can find of it, we'll watch some of it and then we'll probably have a general like talky conversation about it. Wait, Tim Curry? Oh yeah, dude. The, the cast was like, like if Hector Elizondo. Yeah, Frank like, Weller. Dude, it was a big deal when it came out. So we're going to find that. And uh, yeah, dudes. So until the next Saturday for Exo Squad Goals, I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Chris Ferentino. Ryan. 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 Oh, uh, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> my food arrives. Um, oh, no worries. I, I tried to get back as fast as I could, but it didn't work out. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll so for extra squad goals, I'm I'm Chris Pestolo. I'm Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Parentino. Are, are there any heroes with takeout in this company? No, sir. No, sir. Did you order something good? Uh, yeah, uh, could, if I can redo my shout out, uh, Midwest Grill, the Brazilian barbecue place in Cambridge is really awesome. Fuck yeah. 
Yeah, dude. Sorry. I, I expected it to come later, but it came early, so that's fine. <laughs> it was great. I'm I'm going to leave in the first time we did it, because uh, it was like, we did the whole thing. It was like, I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Chris Farentino. Well, yeah, I usually go third, and I was like, I'm Chris Farentino. <laughs> I was like, did we lose Ryan? Anyway, uh, are there any heroes in this company? No, sir, we did that. Uh, bye. Bye. Oh. And that's, oh, that's bye, the episode. <laughs>